0: Welcome to First Issue Club, the weekly comic book podcast where we're chopping it up about comics every single week. I'm Mike D, and with me is I'm Greg and Vargas. All right. The the crew is back together. The old triforce of comic knowledge, <laughs> which which we're so well known as I'm Courage, I'm
1: Need a Brain. <laughs> oh wait, that's uh Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, okay. I'm gonna show my nerdness here. I don't know what the Triforce. That's the meaning. opposite of nerdness. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, lack of nerdness. I'm I'm revoking so my fit card. In. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think the the, Ving, the Venn diagram will uh, excuse me here. I'm vast in comic book knowledge, not so ma- uh, vast in video game knowledge. Courage, wisdom, and power. Yeah. Courage, wisdom, and power. That's all I needed to know. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that again. Because. I don't want to be here. And the middle empty space is you. Is me. The the void. (laughs) Yeah, the void. Of nothingness. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how, before we record, you have the mic on? So you give us a hot mic before you do the intro. So now I'm super worried about gaffing.
0: Oh, no. I'm an uber professional. (laughs) We're never going to put anything that you don't want on here on here.
1: (laughs) I mean... uh, I, I'm never ashamed of anything that I say. It's just uh, I, I want to know when the bloopers are going to be released. That, mm-hmm. Is that like a year-end thing we're going to start doing? There's something where your
0: farts still peak the mic somehow, which is <laughs> unbelievable.
1: <laughs> the fart take. <laughs> the
0: fart cut. Well, uh, let's do what we always do when we start First Issue Club. Hit Hug! It. Hit everyone's (laughs) topics. Gotcha. I'll start. I don't really have news this week. It's a slow news week. It is a slow news week. But my topic is: I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man from from the beginning. I'm at issue 152 on Marvel Unlimited, right? Yeah, on Marvel Unlimited.
2: Oh, by beginning you meant number one. Beginning.
0: Yes, exactly right. Read Amazing Fantasy 15, and now I'm wild and working 100 plus and and now I'm at 152. So I've just passed the initial um clone's introduction and it really does feel like a turning point where like this stopped being fun. Like oh no. <laughs> like, it takes this like weird immediate turn where it's like the decisions seem even though vintage comics and 60s comics have a little bit of like hokiness and quirkiness to them. A little bit of camp. Yeah. I feel those issues in particular took me down like a jumping the shark sort of road that um, is not that exciting. And I think I'm getting more context for why Uber Spider-Man fans hate all the clone stuff, because to me. It's just a part of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up and all this stuff had already happened. I started reading comics when like maximum clonage yeah. was going on. Ben Riley, that's
1: his like emergence. And
0: yeah, it's, it's always part of it with the Spider-Verse and all the different Spider-Men has been essential to the lore for me. Mm-hmm. So I haven't batted an eye at it, but I think I'm starting to get context for why old heads are so frustrated about some of like the same things just being rehashed from- the first 150 issues like over and over and over again from yeah. a different clones perspective or something <laughs> what do you mean
1: well you said like the same things rehashed over and over again from previous episodes I, I don't uh, issues I don't know if
0: like you know no not from other clones perspectives just like bringing back the clones bringing back I see all the mean. characters yeah. that have died over and over again sure okay yeah like the the all the deaths in spider-man mean nothing. Up to this point, where prior to issue 150, there was a real power to deaths, and they like surprisingly plotted like pretty major deaths, like once every 50 issues or so. Um, so, I it's it's interesting to me to maybe do that with more comics in the future. It's just that I, you know, when you grow up in a certain era you're cherry-picking, like, the classics Mm -hmm. without the context of the entire story. So this has been, like, a really illuminating thing for me that I've really enjoyed.
1: And, well, I mean, also, when you were reading it for the first time as a kid, like, you really didn't know who Gwen Stacy was or, like, any other one who died earlier in the pre-150s. So you're like, oh, cool, this character's back. Meanwhile, Mr. Oldhead is like, you know, that death means nothing now because they can come back whenever.
0: Yeah, it's always funny when you hear, like, there was a, a anthology issue recently, and they had um, all these writers and creators say who their favorite of Peter's love interests is, mm-hmm. and all everyone who was like over sixty was like Gwen Stacy, like with a bullet done, yeah, yeah, <laughs> conversation over, yeah. And then you had um, most of the younger people said Mary Jane, and there's a couple middle aged people who were like. Um black cat. Black cat, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just it's just funny to see like the eras of people like I just think like just Mary Jane. It's always been Mary sure. Jane to me. And now after reading these first 150 issues, it's like got the the dynamic of Gwen and Peter mm-hmm. and then Mary Jane being this like party girl, like portrayed as kind of Hell like yeah, a, brother. a stupid ditz, uh who's just like <laughs> always trying to cheat on Harry to like get with Peter and you Calls like, everyone tiger. <laughs> so, so you're just like, uh, This girl's trouble. And then Gwen dies and they pick up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it, it almost seems like Peter's like, This girl's around. You know what I mean? You're, I'm almost like, This doesn't speak well to your character. <laughs> Peter's Peter. like, Well, that's problem. This girl that's always been hitting on me. I'll just be like, Okay.
1: So, I did read an article recently where someone was talking about how the relationship between Peter and Gwen was one of, like, genuine love. Mm-mm. And, like, she loved Peter for his nerdiness and his, like, awkwardness. And And the article, I think, went on to say that, like, MJ was always just, like, kind of teasing him about it or, like, you know, trying to, like, maybe gaslight him into being a little bit cooler. But the, the crux of it was that, like, Gwen Stacy is possibly... Peter's his truest truest love. Yeah. So that is interesting that um you bring that up. Yeah.
2: Well that's kinda of what Spider Man Blue was like all about. Yeah, by uh, like,
1: uh Jeff Loeb.
2: Yeah, Loeb and uh uh Tim Sale. Sale, thank you. Um, you know, the the framing story of that is basically Peter writing letters to Gwen. That's right. Right? And spoiler alert for a twenty five year old comic, but in <laughs> issue six, you know. <laughs> Uh, Mary Jane comes up and, like, finds Peter writing these letters. And she's, like, something she says something in the effect of, like, tell Gwen I say hi or something. right?" Mm-hmm. Like, she acknowledges the fact that, like, that was a huge thing mm-hmm. in Peter's life still, you know, 45 years later. <laughs> it
1: is crazy. And I don't know how to really – it is a heartwarming thing, but, like, he's writing letters to Gwen – so many years after she's died, yeah. like every night, you're just like Peter.
3: <laughs>
1: there's different well, ways to hit. Like uh, you're, you're, you're a teenager, you're burning through paper and ink. <laughs> okay. Like send her an email through the, through the afterlife or something.
2: Chips Zdarsky, Spider-Man Blue Two. Except this time he's got <laughs> emails to heaven. He's got
0: he's got a computer.
1: Spider-Man emails to heaven. <laughs> to whom? It Spider-Man it teal. <laughs> You got some topics, Greg. I have one, and it's a little dorky. Uh, Vault has teamed up with this like music produ- producers, and now they're going to be producing um, comics based on like bands and uh, like stories that they write. Like Metallica and Def Leppard have some stuff coming out. The lead singer from Fallout, Bo- Fallout Boy has written a comic that is being released on this new imprint from Vault. And it's funny that we just mentioned Z2 last episode, and that was a big thing that they, you know, are known for. So I'm just curious, like, if you guys are noticing, like, a trend of, like, you know, bringing in famous musicians to write comics that are, you know, whatever. I've never really had much success with a famous musician coming in to write uh, an interesting comic. No, uh, more than no a- shade to taboo.
0: More than anything, it's a cash grab thing, especially when it's like coming from an entire band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like think a- like
1: the Def Leppard one is like the story of Def Leppard. Like, and you're just oh. like,
0: oh, neat. It's not written by Def Leppard. It's not like
1: someone from Def Leppard is like co-writing it to like make sure it's quote unquote accurate.
2: I'd I'd be into it because there's there's always like you always hear about bands doing uh like concept albums, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in heavy metal. Listen to The Onslaught every Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> y- you know, you hear about these bands doing these big concepts, but, you know, listening to an album, you can only kind of get the gist of what they're talking about sure. without being, like, in the musician's head. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see, you know, a band like Mastodon or Gojira get on there and, like, tell the story of Blood Mountain or, yeah. or, or From Mars to Sirius. Um and actually, like, like Rush did that a while back with Clockwork Angels, right? That was a concept album. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: uh, the Claudio from,
2: uh, yeah, Cohen and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria, th- th- the they, whole series. Yeah, the, a bunch of series mm-hmm. about yeah the whole thing. So I don't know. I think it's got some promise. I'm I'm sure there's going to be some cash grab stuff on there. Yeah. Like, what's Metallica's comic gonna be? You know, their movie that it tried to have a. Whoop, whoop, Story was very much cash grab. I want to know I who the it real on master of
1: puppets is. Like,
2: it's James. <laughs> it's Lars. Yeah, it's Lars. <laughs>
1: that little weasel. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was interesting because, you know, you think that someone corners the market like Z2 of just like we're the band comic book a- publisher. Like, come to us for all your favorite bands in their comic books. And then Vault's just like, fuck that. <laughs> Let's get some of that money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if like any other small pubs will. I don't know, pivot to this kind of method of maybe not bands, but like sports people coming in to tell comic books or something. And then, you know, where do we go from there? Yeah.
2: Marvel bring back NFL super pro. It's
1: about goddamn time.
2: And USA one, that trucker comic <laughs> bring that shit back. We also had hot wheels. Hell Yeah.
1: Let's bring back the Hot Wheels verse and make a canon in the MCU.
2: Throw it all at the wall, see what sticks.
0: That sports comics just sounds awful. You don't want to hear the Peyton Manning story? Ugh. With, I know. with variant covers by Peach Momoko? <laughs> there's, there's Steph Curry comics coming out. Um, I don't know what publisher they're going to be on, but they're definitely for kids. And I'm like, that's fine. Sure. But I don't want to see sports comics in like the... Actual comic book space, so you don't want to see like an any given Sunday style
1: comic about the drama.
0: I'm of fine if the it's NFL. a narrative, but yeah. I don't want like, man, isn't you don't want like Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Judge, like so cool in this book.
2: <laughs> you are telling me you wouldn't buy the Patrick Mahomes comic? I would not. Ooh,
1: hot There's take. No for way, Kansas City. I'd have I'd have one in the collection to, to, to <laughs> have it in there. Uh, you'd have... Aaron Aaron Judge. Going up against Superman in a home run derby. Now that would be something. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. I could just tell you were like just unimpressed by the sports Unamused comics. By the idea of sports comics, yeah. yeah. Uh, now we know how to get your goat. Yep. Yeah.
0: I guess. <laughs> one one are you, way. Are you gonna like architect? A sports comic. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is like my saw moment. I'm just I'm collecting uh-huh. things that just completely unravel you, right? And then I'm gonna lock you in a warehouse.
2: Marvel versus DC versus Olympians. It's gonna
1: be Greg
0: versus Mike D, the movie. There's 400 long boxes in this warehouse I'm stuck in, yep. it's all all filled with Super
3: Bro, all, yeah,
0: Super Bro back issues.
1: <laughs> that's and that's all the. I mean, the news is kind of nothing right now. There's a new Eternals God coming out on through Judgment Day with the Marvel event that's mm-hmm. happening. I don't know anything about that because I'm not reading that event. And then really, I mean, Dark Web's going to be happening soon. So that's kind of neat. DC's revamping their universe once again with Infinite
2: Crisis or something. Yeah, Dark Crisis on Infinite Crisis <laughs> Earth <laughs> Crisis 2.
0: Time Crisis.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: We record these a little in advance, so there may be some things that have happened by the time you're hearing this episode. So if you're screaming at your uh, listening device, give us, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, you're the one who looks crazy, yeah. not us. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Black Panther might be a day out by the time this drops.
1: If we're dropping it Wednesday or Thursday, when do we drop these we, Wednesday? Now? We drop on Wednesdays,
0: and I think Thursdays the f- will be like Thursday night will be the first night you yeah. can go see Black Panther. So
1: let's pretend like we've seen it. Wow.
0: Unbelievable. What a movie. They really made Sue Storm the new Black Panther. Can you
1: believe it? <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> and the way the Hulk showed up, you're like, what? Why are you doing that? And then he, he kills them. Spoiler alert. You know, you know, you know alert. the scene he kills that them? person.
0: Mm-hmm. The titular them. <laughs> <laughs> the...
1: It's good. It's going to be good. It's almost three hours long. <laughs> It better be fucking good. Yeah, right.
2: I can't believe they introduced every X Man, <laughs> one by one. They just like <laughs> and named them. all. That was
1: thirty minutes of someone just saying Wolverine, and then they per- they yeah, walked it was on. like the Mortal Kombat
0: voice, <laughs> <laughs> Liu Kang. Yeah, <laughs> Professor Xavier. Cool.
1: Yeah, Andy, did you have anything or well, no? I- Unless you guys, I think do this. we've got a
0: mega segment <laughs> coming up here called Andy's Hall. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to name your segment for you.
2: That's fine. I mean, it's a one-time thing, so yeah. Well, you
0: never know. So, yeah, this could be a, a this repeating could be like segment. The, this could be the new show. We're gonna make you spend like hundreds of dollars every week. Everyone's so we like, can "Shut up segment.
2: about comics." What did Andy buy? Oh <laughs> lord! Uh, so I spent a lot of money at Vintage Stock because they are having their anniversary sale. Yeah. So those who
1: don't know, Vintage Stock's, like kind of a second-hand used. Yeah, it's a it's a thrift store. store.
2: Yeah, it's a thrift store only for nerd stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the perfect way to put it.
2: Yeah um and i was flipping through this big old stack of comics and you know as as i was doing it i was thinking what would greg and mike think of these comics that i purchased so i thought we might quickly or not so quickly flip through these mm-hmm. and i want i mean judge as harshly as you like but Honest the, opinion. The, these are the comics that i purchased for myself you guys didn't have to spend your money so don't don't hold back. Gotcha. You don't rake me over the coals, but, you know. Oh, okay. You can be honest. I
1: mean, but it is an interesting question because you buy different comics when you're by yourself versus when you're with your buddies. Yeah. Because when you're with someone, you hold it up and you're like, hey, what do you think about this? And they either go, oh, cool, or, oh, please put that back where you found it.
2: Yeah. Another X-Men number one.
1: And, I, <laughs> I mean, I've done, I've done the thing and I've showed it to someone and Mike D's like, absolutely not. And I'll put it back. <laughs> And I'll do another one. He'll go. That's a great one. And I'll, you know, I'll purchase it. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, so
2: I've basically got this pile split into two, right? And these are all the variants that I bought, right? And these are like oh. legit, like oh. comics to like purchase, right? Yeah. Yes. You got a classic
0: cover right on the top there.
2: Yeah. So this one I actually bought with Greg. This is not part of it, but I. This is, <laughs> I think, the exemplar of what I'm talking about mm-hmm. here, right? This is Wolverine number eight, with the classic. This is Sal Bishema, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With Gray Hulk and Wolverine's like as Patch leaning against him, like oh, we're such an odd couple.
1: And I think that's Joe Fix it. Yeah. So probably. like you have two alter egos of these yep. already established superheroes.
2: But don't get too excited because this is a absolute beater copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's, it's well loved. It's toe what we, up call, from, yeah. what we call
0: a reader copy.
2: Yeah. Um. So what do you what do you guys think about this? I I bought this for like. Two do- it was two dollars.
0: Oh, that's a must purchase.
2: Must purchase. I'm buying
1: that every time. Yeah. Okay. It was two dollars. Almost immediate. Even okay. if like a chip was missing, like on all four corners, you grab it for two bucks.
2: Yeah, and that's why I bought it because mm-hmm. it's it's I have it in the collection now, right? Yeah. Okay. Now this is this is the buy one get one free stack, right? Okay. I
1: love classic what if.
2: So I've got yeah I've got some what if I got the what if Captain America was reborn today uh-huh. or unfrozen today. And what if Professor Xavier was the Juggernaut? <laughs> Which yeah. is
1: crazy because they're like stepbrothers, right? The Juggernaut uh-huh. and Professor X? Yep. Or like some kind of relation
2: there.
0: I'll give any um, what if comic a pass, really. Just because they are fun one-off things. Oh, you a can... pass
2: like like I'm, I'm in the clear.
0: You're, you're in the clear to <laughs> yeah. purchase this. And I have a special like soft spot for what ifs that actually end up happening. So, like the Captain America one kind of falls in that category.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, and the, we got the Jane Foster what if. Right, yeah. Uh huh.
2: Um, I got four number three from Aaron and Douterman.
0: Those Douterman covers are great. If you don't already have it, great. I,
2: I have a variant of this. I got this because I don't have the A cover, which is what I'm holding in my Perfect. hand. Perfect. Perfect. All right, so that's good. I got Aquaman one, two, four, and five from Jeff Johns. Uh, this is the first stuff with the trench.
1: Okay. That means nothing to me, but this, if it means something same. to you, that's this, great.
2: This is looking like less of a thumbs up from the group. Let me ask you this, are you going to read it? <laughs> yeah. I am I'm, I'm going to try and find issue 3 that I'm missing from this stack, but you know, first if, arc. If you're if you're reading it, A. If you're
0: not, F. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, all right. Those those aren't fun just to have for the covers or anything. Like that that like new 52 era yeah of these covers, like I hate. Yeah.
2: Cuz oh, it's, it's just okay. for the story. Yuck. <laughs> i've got this lex Luthor comic that apes trump's art of the deal on the cover and that's the only reason <laughs> oh I my
1: god it. yeah i didn't even realize yeah
2: that. this is the only reason i got it that's pretty humorous it's called what is it lex Luthor: the unauthorized biography
1: if you could get
2: <laughs> this was another three dollar purchase
1: yeah that's an that's pretty good that's a great cover that's good i love okay, it yeah. okay I got,
2: so
0: far you're doing pretty well. I
2: don't know yeah, why it you're It sounds so like this is our, uh, doing, doing okay.
0: I would be honest with you if you had whammies in here. Big, big time. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> that's like, that, well, that's like
1: one of his kinks is like when you got a whammy, like my boy winds up on it, so.
2: Well, I haven't gotten to the variants yet. Okay. These are my reader, like, you know, reading, whatever. Uh, I got Spider-Man 537 and 538. You're mm. almost there in your reading. Yep, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little more issues. Um. I know I think it's 538. I think this is the issue where Captain America does his uh River of Truth. Oh, that's speech, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, gets me in my groin. Yeah, so pretty, pretty pretty iconic. I got this stuff.
0: Yeah, I love original Civil War covers. Yeah. Um the split full color down half of it is yeah. just very striking and those those covers always stand out to
3: yeah.
2: me. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I got Punisher issue 10, and then I think 11 and 13 are in this stack as well. This is the arc Remender did where Frank becomes uh, uh, Frankencastle.
1: Oh, right. Do you know what Frankencastle is there, Mike?
0: I mean, I think I can assume based on the name. Yeah. Wonderful.
1: It is what you think it is. <laughs> and that, those are great purchases. Like, the story's great. I enjoy the Frankenstein
2: Franken Castle. Franken Castle covers
1: more when like he's like, yeah, all monstered out. Yeah. So like that is a cool cover, but I wouldn't have known that that's where the story started, and I just would have looked for, yeah, big hulking monster Franken Punisher, Franken Castle. Why do I keep fucking mispronouncing the goddamn name?
2: Um, I bought the entirety of the Silent War, I the limited series. I Don't know what that is. You know, I don't know much about that either. It's I don't even like Bolt? out of. Yeah, it's it's all eternals or In eternals, inhumans, inhuman stuff. Okay, with Black Bolt. Um, I mean, David Hine wrote it. Fraser Irving did the art. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna read it. That's a cool cover. This is sounding like a kind of a maybe. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't either. Oh, <laughs> you're a braver <laughs> man than I. They, uh, you know, again, buy one get one. They were two dollars a piece. Yeah,
0: yeah. You see almost a full run of something, and you're like, why not?
2: I, this is the whole thing. It is the whole, whole run. six. Okay.
0: All right. Whole run for three bucks. Yeah. Not bad. I yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Now we're talking. Yeah. Next These up. Are great.
2: Um, I already had an issue one, uh-huh. so I got two, f- three, four, five, six, and nine. I think is somewhere in here um, of Superior n- Spider-Man.
0: Not. I think nine is is nine the one to have. I th- nine is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think nine is the one where. Doc Ock like takes for, over formally the takes over Peter's body. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, those are, I love these covers. I love the Dan Slott run. This was like such like a a breath of fresh air for Spider-Man when they switched over to Superior. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, I I love that run.
2: Me too. Yeah, okay. great purchase. Good thumbs up. I got New Avengers thirteen. Which is eleven is the first appearance of Ronan, mm-hmm. so this is part three of that arc.
1: Okay, pass. Great, co- great cover, but pa- pass pass. Got the
2: okay. first, got the first whammy.
0: Oh, it was two issues later than something that ha- mattered. <laughs>
2: well, because eventually thumbs down. Yeah, well, eventually I'm gonna get the one that does, <laughs> and then I'll be able to read the story. <laughs> there, there's that's nine. the one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great cover. Yeah,
2: uh, I've got Wolverine number one from Jason Aaron where this is Wolverine Goes to Hell. That's great. Oh, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> and that cover fucking rules, too. Yeah. yeah, thumbs up. This is what I think you guys are going to think is the coolest. It's the entire run of Marvel's adaptation of Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: It's <laughs> pretty sick. Yeah. How many uh, melting
2: Nazis are depicted? Uh, well, I mean, probably at least one in issue three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's cool. Yeah, those covers are great.
2: I thought so, and then
1: 10 oh, k is gonna love this one. Yeah,
2: Saga of the Swamp thing number thirteen, just because it was a low another sick cover, a low yeah. number.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, so far you're doing fine. Good. I'm I'm ranking you a full on A. Okay, I have to give you a letter grade so far. It's an A.
1: Well, and now we have the variance, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> which you seem trepidatious about.
2: Yeah, I always I always because variance is where it's like. It's gonna be totally subjective. Yeah, we're just gonna judge you based on the cover here. Yeah.
1: Well let me okay, so let me just quiet your fears a little bit. I used to drag Mike to the shop all the time to thumb through the dollar boxes. Uh And I would just pull out fun looking covers for a dollar. And by the time I would get like ten covers, Mike D would be like, Do you think he got enough? (laughs) Like he would just be like he's like, I think I think you we got the point. Like you got your ten, like any more in your Hovering yeah. in the area of like collecting garbage, the the
2: bit is over. Yeah, because he's because
1: yeah. he was right. He's like, you're not gonna read these. I'm like, no, they're cool covers. He's like, I, I think ten is the <laughs> sweet spot.
2: You know, maybe that's what I need in my life. <laughs> I need a little bit more of that.
0: But when you think about how often you go back through your boxes, your boxes of like random covers and things. That's why you have CLZ.
1: You can just do it on your phone (laughs) while you're taking a poop. I'm glad I own these. (laughs) My treasures.
2: Those are in there somewhere. (laughs) All right. So first up, the Tyler Kirkman Hollow. This is Batman Rebirth 1.
0: Okay.
1: A lot of sexy ladies on that.
0: And it's metallic. Yeah. I think you get a pass just because it's metallic. It was $10. Ooh. Then I don't know then. Yeah. That's what I thought.
1: It's a virgin cover, which means no art I mean like it was probably worth ten dollars. Like he didn't overpay. Look at, I didn't, look I... at look at Batman's crotch in that.
2: Oh, it's swollen.
1: Like what
0: the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he has like a softball stuck down there. Yeah. If if his clock if his uh <laughs> cock were a clock, it'd be twelve. It would be uh, it'd be it, midnight. It's tucked <laughs> up under his belt there. <laughs> uh, so so not
2: maybe fifty percent on that one? Ten uh, ten would have scared me away on that. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. I only got it because I had another ten dollar. So it was like buy one, get one. Oh, you gotta match the price. What yeah. was the other ten dollar one? Uh Raiders one was a ten bucks oh, okay. and the other two were five. Interesting. Hmm. They've gone for free. Uh I've got issue eight of the current run of Thor where he's Frankenstein. I will give this a thumbs up. This was five bucks.
0: Thumbs down from me. All right. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Still thumbs up, but teetering. This is uh the Hastings one variant of Captain America. Uh, this is the Rick Remender run, I believe.
1: I think the Hastings variants go for you know a decent amount of money.
2: This was five bucks. Not bad. Yeah, I'll give you a pass on that one. Hell yeah, it's Paulo Riviera too. Yeah, that's a classic. Current run Thor number one. This is the Jen Bartel Jen variant. Jen Bartel,
0: fucking sick. Yeah, so red. Yeah, that's a must buy.
2: Peach Momoko Thor sixteen with Beta Ray Bill.
0: Uh, yeah, yep. I dig it. That's a great cover too.
2: This one I have that one is for Greg. It's uh number three of Radiant Black. It's the variant where it's like the email, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the one that
1: Mike had signed for me at C2E2. Yeah, with the black light pens.
0: Yep, it has stamps and black light stuff all over it. So it's a signed copy. You can't tell it's signed unless you hold it under a black light. Yeah.
1: So one day I'm really excited to see
0: what it says. Yep. When
1: I <laughs> get a black light flashlight,
2: worth the three bucks.
1: Yeah, it's a fun cover. I love I love gimmick covers like that. Oh, this the,
2: one's signed. This one is signed. I don't know by whom. It's a second print variant of uh, Fractions Invincible Iron Man number one.
1: Now, and you put this in the Discord, <laughs> yeah, to to you know check with the hive mind if they knew who right.
2: It. So, and I checked
1: every one of those names listed what to see think? what the signature is. Signature who it could yeah. be and that's a photo variant cover. So it's not like someone yeah. drew that. Yeah.
0: So I don't. I have no idea who's. It, maybe Fraction. I don't know. It looks the most like Fraction, out of those names.
2: This was five dollars. See this. The silence speaks volumes for a
1: possible Matt Fraction signature. <laughs> oh, okay. I, this is my first thumbs down. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. If
0: there were no mystery signature, this would be a major thumbs down from me, but I the the idea that there's like something on there is like intriguing enough. Would you have paid 5 bucks for it, Mike? I don't know that I would have. Okay. This which, has to be fraction.
1: This, that's there, what I thought there's too. No other way. Which
2: is why it was in the pile. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Well, (laughs) it sounds like a thumbs
1: down. That's fine. You're doing well so far.
2: Uh, I got two um, Astonishing Uh X-Men. Those are baller covers. John Cassidy variants. Oh, those are beautiful. Those Those are sick. Yeah. Good shit? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, This is Hawkeye versus Deadpool 4, the all-in for the national championship variant with Ultimate Hawkeye on it. What
0: the fuck? (laughs) What a weird! Just because it's like so strange and quirky, like they did
2: like four or five of these just for the college national championship. There's
0: like a national championship logo on the cover, and then at the bottom, just like a full-on ad (laughs) for like ESPN ESPN. at eight thirty p.m. Yeah, on this day.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. That's funny. So this is a thumbs up. This I think is, that's a thumbs this up. This is the me. one I thought I was gonna get absolutely destroyed for. Well, until now, you honestly, tell us the price. <laughs> I mean, it was it was five bucks. I know I didn't pay ten bucks for it. Five's fine. Yeah, that's a good fiber. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. <laughs> this is the half cover, half color, half sketch. Raphael Grandpa, Detective Comics fifty.
0: I love Raphael Grandpa. Me too. He's great. So seeing like some process thing mixed with a finished thing is fun i don't I've never seen I've never seen
2: something like this before actually these
0: variants with d c
2: so these were polybagged uh-huh. and they did a whole series of them and they had three different colors covers for each yeah, the fifty fifty like this, a full color and a full black and white and you didn't know which one you were getting to you oh. polybagged
1: I mean, I like that honestly yeah, that's cool.
2: cool yeah yep. hell yeah uh, I've got two department of Truth variants nice. this one is issue 14 i just thought it was yeah. sick and oh, that's variant. cool yeah this one is a store exclusive with cert <laughs> and a signature from the cover artist and it was five dollars i don't
0: know who the artist oh is. i see the signature now
2: yeah yeah don't know who the artist is but it's department of truth yeah
0: i wonder if it's a retailer cover
1: it is it's a re it's a reta- retail oh, okay
0: hog jaw yeah comics huge hog jaw fan <laughs> okay it's funny to see like at this point in time random artists like don't know who the characters are what they're being used for so this just mm-hmm. has like depart oh s- several random characters used out of context just thrown on the cover and
2: dot is like all N- the notorious. variants are like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the last one i got is this adventure time Something variant. And it's, oh, it looks like an old. It looks like an old paperback yeah, mystery, old dime novel. Yeah, that's cool. This yeah, it was two dollars.
1: Oh yeah, that's easy. Well done, Andy. Uh,
2: that didn't go as horribly as I thought it would. Yeah. I thought that would make better content for you, listener, of me getting roasted by no. my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like a ninety percent on that pile.
0: I would agree on a one by one individual basis. Yeah. you get an A passing grade for the choices that you have made. Mm-hmm. Now, on the whole for the experience, and such is my philosophy with buying comics, here you've got a lot of comic books that individually are worth about what you paid for them, yeah. right? Yeah. My thing is, wouldn't you rather get a key comic or something like that you've always wanted of mm-hmm. something crucial right. over this? And that's the method that... I've gone with, not everybody wants to do that. Like you said, you're reading plenty of these. Yeah. Which kind of makes it different. You're more of
1: a quality over quantity when it comes to back issue stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And, and part of that is part of my methodology too, is that I'm an, a Marvel unlimited guy. Right. Uh So
3: you you can go read the Ronin story. I
0: can go read a lot of that stuff already without having to like, be like, I need to find these issues. Sure. So, Different situations and different context. Greg, you're very much of like the box diving sort. Yes. Or I think you're only interested in cool covers and maybe aren't reading like 90% of what you box dive. When for. I when I go
1: box diving, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And those are the things that I'm like, I have a really hard time spending money on just like kooky covers. Mm-hmm.
1: I, to be fair, from the last time we went to do dollar diving, yeah. I've I've changed dramatically in my- my impulse of like grabbing things. Okay. So that's gone down quite a bit. Got it. But I still love them. kooky covers. <laughs> and every once in a while I'll go a little too hard in the paint. It's your collection, you can curate it however you want. It's yeah. exactly right. And Andy, if that if that pile over
2: there brings you joy, then it, who are
1: we to say different?
2: It does for now. <laughs>
1: until I go to <laughs> sell them ha- 6 months later. Until I have later. to move. <laughs> yeah, you say
0: fuck these books. <laughs> your time what the fuck was i thinking i mean this is this is what like a third of a of a short box i would say yeah. or maybe more
3: yeah
2: yeah maybe a quarter no yeah you know well and yeah a third of a short box
1: you told us off there you went in and sold a bunch of dvds and stuff yeah, yeah you,
0: this was so all store had, credit so you had credit <laughs> this is crucial to the story and the evaluation Totally. Here, yeah. is, is that it's credit i shouldn't bonk you at all for um having reallocated the, the assets towards a slab or something.
1: And to be honest, if I had credit at Vintage Stock and I needed to spend it that day, let's say, I would buy some wild shit. I would just yeah. be like, stuff that I would
0: normally be like, oh, I can wait on this. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm getting it. Today. Especially the like, $10 covers. Yeah. I think I'd be like, why the hell not? I just like traded in stuff that I'm never going to use ever again.
1: Especially if you know it's an artist that you know does the con circuit a lot. Oh, yeah. you could get a signature and, at some point. You're just like, you know what? I don't have anything signed by this person. I know that they do cons a lot. This would be a good one. This would be a fun one. They got good space to sign. Mm-hmm. Hell
2: yeah! And I, I didn't even bother looking through the box of slabs because I didn't need, you know, X Force number two at, <laughs> at a at an eight point seven or whatever. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like uh, I didn't bother looking. Which they through probably the, marked up to about a hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly.
0: I never know on those things. I always wonder if they're I've I feel like I've been to secondhand stores where the graded books are cheaper than they should be, and then other ones where they're colossally more expensive than they should be. I don't think I've ever I think I've been to the the vintage stock once and they had slabs
1: behind the glass or whatever. Yeah. Other times it's just been like beat up vintage comics behind their like exclusive glass Door area, mm. and you're flipping through it. You're just like, This shouldn't be 20 bucks. This should not be 20 bucks. And yeah,
2: and then a spawn number one. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: You got, I always feel bad when I see a slab in a place like a vintage dock because you know the person would have done better on eBay mm-hmm. and they would have sold it on eBay if they had two weeks to get the money. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I'm just like unloading everything I have that's somewhat valuable to get like. Cash now, yeah. right,
1: and that's for sure with slabs.
0: Yes, like you can see someone like just hawking some
1: random comics that they have laying around, yep. like those may not mean anything to them. But slab, if you're selling or unloading a slab comic at like a secondhand store or a pawn shop, you need cash like in 10 minutes, <laughs> yes, or the lights are going off, yes, yeah. right,
0: exactly. So that is kind of sad to see them just you know sitting mm-hmm. there, like
1: I wish my original owner loved
0: me enough. <laughs> You thought it was sad for the comics, not for the people.
2: <laughs> it's, it can be both. Uh, yeah,
0: more for the comic.
1: I mean, the comic book didn't waste its money to not pay a utility bill.
2: Yes, that poor Tomb Raider number eight. <laughs> we'll cover. At a, at a 9.0. Was that the Adam Hughes? <laughs> He's like, i do better in dark light anyway.
0: <laughs> That's where I'm supposed to be stored. Just keep me, bro.
1: I don't need the light, brother. I just need your love. Um, so, we talked about last week how Marvel had given up the Conan license. Yeah. And, um... Jim is gonna be writing it. Yeah, no, the Titan comics yeah. has it or whatever. They recently acquired the Planet of the Apes. Um, oh, okay. Ownership or whatever. Yeah. And so now... They Marvel or they Titan? They Marvel. Yeah. And so now Marvel has these variant covers coming out, I think in a couple months. Yep. With, like, uh, you know they're called Planet of the Apes variant covers and it's like silver surfers on there fighting them and like it's just like different marvel superheroes fighting Planet of the Apes and I, they released the images um, last Friday and some of them are
0: fucking bonkers, like so good these will be a ha- another hard pass from me <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to buy any but they looked really cool if you if you want to find a comic that is not going to hold its value It's – the variants that are, like, a theme across all the comics that week or that month are, like, never worth anything. Like, they did the ones where they were, like – there's, like, several key books that came out around the time they were doing this, like – Howard the Duck week thing yeah. and if you got the B cover with Howard the Duck on it, it is worth squat while the A covers are worth like plenty because there was a first appearance or something.
1: Imagine having and this isn't true, but imagine having like the Howard the Duck variant of the first appearance of Miles Morales. Right. And you're just like, well, hell yeah, brother. This is garbage. No one associates that with that book.
0: Like there's no romanticism about like having that up on your wall. No, uh uh-uh. Yeah, it's a bummer.
2: <laughs> Whatever. On the flip side, I bought a shitload of the Marvel vs. Aliens covers, and I <laughs> I bought a handful of those too. Yeah, some they of those did, are really sick.
1: Uh, some of the Predator Predator ones too. Mm-hmm. Have those come out yet? or are those? Yeah, they came, yeah. They time came time out.
2: Yeah, they came out. Yeah, before. Uh, oh, Predator, Predator one. one. Yeah. Duh. yeah.
1: But you're right. Historically, like themed variant covers that cover like something that Marvel has either acquired or is doing um don't retain the yeah.
0: value. Yeah. Uh, I'll say as a PSA, don't pay more than cover price for those. No. Oh, You're, they're, yeah. They're always going to be available to you. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever yeah, you are. Hey? Yeah, you might walk into your comic shop that day and there's the like buzz about a Planet of the Apes Silver Surfer book. Mm-hmm. Um and they have them bagged and boarded and priced at 10 bucks. Do not buy. Yeah. Don't Do be not tricked. Buy.
1: Do not be tricked. The buzz will die. Yeah. So quickly. Like, possi- possibly the next day.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, unfortunately, I already purchased all those covers. The, the Planet of the Apes <laughs> ones? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> They're pre-ordered, and <laughs>
1: I've already paid for them. I
2: have pre-ordered the, sp- the spot to have them all slabbed. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> to vintage them. stock they go. <laughs> through CGC, their Dynamic oh. Force variants.
0: Oh, my God. The Dynamic Forces the other day was selling a um it said like 9.6 or up facsimile of She-Hulk 1 um for $90. Hmm. And I was like, let me just see how much a She-Hulk original copy yeah like what grade can you get for $90? And you I found on eBay several 9.0s Whoa. that had sold for 90 bucks. And it's like, okay, do you want the facsimile in a 9.6 or would you rather have the original in a nine zero for the same price?
2: I would never buy a slab facsimile. The
0: slab facsimiles are out of control. Yeah. And people buy them and people slab them by the boatload because people buy them. Yeah. And Andy, I think you shared something nope. over chat the other day where people are like being real nasty about selling them on ebay and not putting facsimile mm-hmm. and with some of the more modern ones like the reprinting edge of spider-verse 2 right it has a facsimile copy and the only difference is where the barcode is placed right. on yeah. the cover and the, it,
2: the one i posted in the discord was uh, uh werewolf by night 32 facsimile first appearance of Moon night yeah. so obviously i'm interested it was like 50 or 60 bucks or something so mm-hmm. of course i clicked on it the picture was what got me because they cut off the 399 price which is the only way looking at the cover that
0: you
1: would know that you would
2: know yeah because it says 399 mm-hmm. yeah and so they're banking on you doing that knee-jerk reaction yeah. of like what's so cheap buy and, now and I almost I mean I was almost that guy and then I was like <laughs> hang on and I so I scrolled yeah. you know and in the description it says facsimile
3: well yeah.
0: yeah the gross thing is that people tend to price these at like the uh, the original in a nine point six, nine point five, 9.5, yeah. or sorry, nine point four of something. Well, like let's say it sells for two hundred dollars on like a regular, steady basis. Yeah, they'll price one at one sixty. So your like assumption is this is so expensive it must be that, but yeah. it's sure, for, but yeah. it's forty dollars less than typical. Right, those people must get so many returns. Or at least I hope people are catching well, it. Well, they can then. because
1: in the description it says what it is. Yeah. And mm. this is the example of and like you can say, only I'm re- not taking returns. Right. And eBay. this is the example of like only reading the title of the article and not reading the article. It's just like you see the picture, you're like, oh my God, I need to get this now before somebody else gets it. And then you go back and read the description, you're like, well, fuck.
0: Well, don't do what the first issue club hosts are known to do, which is buy Buzzed on eBay. <laughs> Did I buy buzz this weekend? Maybe.
1: I'll talk about it next week. I may have gotten hosed. Anyway, let's move on.
0: <laughs> I, uh, to give you guys an update on the, on a Patreon, oh. I talked about getting a Mary Jane first appearance because there were four yeah. auctions on yes, eBay. first
1: Mary Jane face. Yeah, I got,
0: yeah. I got outbid on oh, each of them. Oh no. Like in the last seconds? I I bid at the last second on each of them. I was like, "What is the max I'm willing to pay for this copy in particular?" Yeah. And each time they were like, "Ah ah ah," nope. I bid a lot on the eight point and still I got beat by five bucks. Which I think at that uh, I think at that point it's like five dollar increments, maybe. Yes, like you're right. once you exceed a certain threshold, it's like you're not going to beat someone by a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it tells you the price has been matched, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, that's a bummer. Next yeah, time. That's a heartbreak. I'm still on the hunt. Never stop hunting. <laughs> exactly right.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for the update. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, did you read any comics you want to talk about today?
0: I've read a lot of comics um over the last couple of days. Braggart. Um, you know what one thing that stayed good was Minor Threats. The Patton, the Patton book. Oswald, yeah, yeah, that that book has stayed good, so I'm glad we gave it um, one of our best firsts of the summer, because mm-hmm. um, I'm really digging it. Um, I read a bunch of firsts that uh, I wrote down just so I wouldn't forget them. The Roadie was a Tim Seeley. Oh, book. the Tim Seeley book, yeah, <laughs> it was goofy, like it was like evil devil shit. Yeah, <laughs> hell th- yeah. I think it was on like uh dark horse. It it was on Dark Horse. Tim Seeley
1: definitely has a lane he stays in. Yeah. Which is like kind of spooky, sexy,
0: evil evil lane. Yeah, right. But uh, it had a little bit of humor to it. One book I really loved was Dark Ride.
1: Okay, so that's I, on I, its way to me, and I haven't read it yet.
0: Yeah, that, this was the situation for me where I got it recently, and this book came out like over a month ago at this point, I think. Mm. But like scary amusement park thing. Yeah. Where this guy like... Sells his soul to the devil mm-hmm. and gets like granted success in a spooky themed amusement park. <laughs> oh, sweet. Hell so yeah. he's very good at the claw game. <laughs> and it is, it was really fun. It is like the perfect tonal. It wasn't like there was like some gore in it, but it was like cartoony and fun and silly enough that. I like, could enjoy it and not be, like, grossed out by it.
1: Kind of like I Hate Fairyland-style gore.
0: It's not as, like, silly and cartoony as that, but, okay. like, maybe, I guess, if you're saying, like, illustration-wise, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: I think Sweeney Boo did a couple of the variants for that as well. Yeah,
0: that's true. I got the A cover. Um, Night of the Ghoul. Hell, yeah. Co- yes. S- Scott Snyder comiXology book. And Avia. Yeah, and yeah. Avia. So, and, and, it just came out on... Dark Horse as well, right? Yep. Um,
2: And they're doing big, thick boy issues. Yes.
0: It was huge. And I'm stoked for the second issue, like, I think just came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read it yesterday. Did you? Yeah. The first issue ripped, and I can't wait to see what happens in the second
2: one. Best part, it's only three issues. Okay, that's great. The story's done at issue three.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. By the time, like, if every issue is the same size as the first, then it's like a whole trade, basically. It it is. So. Nice. It's legit. I'm pumped to read it. Did this get greenlit for a show or something? Sure did. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that'll be great. It'll
3: be so good.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I don't know. Do you know what the book is about? So,
1: um, no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You were going to try to bs
1: through it a little? It's about a ghoul at night. Yeah, doing (laughs) night
0: things. (laughs) I'm sure ghoulishly. (laughs) It's (laughs) this old man... uh, that lives in a nursing home somewhere has like changed his name and there are these couple people who are like huge fans of this movie Night of the Ghoul Mm -hmm. that has like this legend that it got like destroyed in a fire and they found like little bits of the movie and finally hunted down that the director um, is at this nursing home. So they go to the nursing home to find him and meet him Mm -hmm. and then... (laughs) And he's Satan. And he starts telling (laughs) stories and they get really wild and uh, paranoid and you're kind of wondering like, is this someone with dementia that is perceiving like- Oh, the that, movie as his real that, life? That he's being kept yeah. in the nursing home oh. and, the, and that the movie is like something that's actually going on or, and he's like living within it still, mm-hmm. or is all of this real? Like, you just don't know what's oh. one of the two. Topsy-turvy. So I'm assuming in the second issue, you get more clarity. Yeah, on, it, like, gets,
2: it gets a little more crystallized. Yeah, but, Yeah.
0: Um still demonic, still ghoulish? Oh, still very ghoulish. Cool.
2: It's more of a monster movie thing. Yeah. But yeah, oh, okay. it's it's legit as hell.
0: Yeah. Old Dog was the Declan Shelve yep. book. From Image Comics? From Image, that was cool. Um old CIA agent gets mm-hmm. put on a case and he's kind of there as like a like a watchman and he's supposed to just be like sit in the background, sent out to retirement. And then he gets involved in this like crazy uh, shit that he shouldn't have been involved in. Coming soon to TNT,
1: starring (laughs) Kevin Costner.
0: And then Earth Divers was one that um, I need to read a second time, because I think I had a little bit of a hard time following it, but the concept is cool. It's an IDW first. Have either of you heard of it?
1: Yeah, so the, the author of this book, they write prose. Okay. So they've written like a bunch of horror books and they are um, native culture horror. Yes. So they're set in like indigenous native lands and reservations. And um, I think the writer is native. Okay. And so um, I know Earth Divers, I haven't read it yet. It's in my stack, kind of delves into some time travel stuff.
3: Is
2: that right? Yes. You, it's... you had me. I mean, that's. All of that you're just like it's pretty hit sick. The the, from what
0: I've read online about it, it's set in the future in like post-apocalyptic America. And, so now, <laughs> Uh-huh.
3: and uh-huh. so seeing America. So
0: the bent on it is basically like America used to be this beautiful country. <laughs> it was colonized, mm-hmm. turned to shit, yep. became unusable, yep. and then everyone left. Meanwhile, the Native, Native people who were here first are like also still stuck here. They're like left behind. People have like left Earth into space, sure and all this stuff. and then <laughs> I'm sure Americans are just like, here you have your land back. It follows these three or four characters who have found this ca- this like mystical cave and once you, when you go inside it, it'll spit you out at any time you're desiring to go. So they uh, send one of their party, Back in time to hop on a ship with Christopher Columbus uh-huh. to try to like sabotage, okay, uh, the initial colonization to see what happens. So hell yeah, he goes back, and then they're immediately like, should things have changed right away? Mm-hmm. And so I think they start to pan. So you're following his adventure on his side. Oh in, nice! What 1492 is that one? When? <laughs> when Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Yes, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, and then you're following the three people. Left behind in like the year, you know, twenty four hundred or wherever they are. Right. And oh, twenty four last that long. Yeah, we make it another three hundred years, maybe. Um, and they're trying to suss out how to tell if he was successful. So there's two different storylines you're following, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of room for them to like be like, he didn't get do his job, so we have to like intervene now, and maybe them going back in time fuck stuff up. Right. Um, so it could be a really interesting story. Yeah. But it... I had, in my explanation of it, you might have noticed I'm a little jumbled on some of the detail. Sure, so that's... <laughs> so I think I need to give it, like, a second <laughs> shot to, like, fully comprehend it, but I, I know enough to know the concept is very cool. Yeah.
1: Here's my thing that always gets me about time travel um, movies, stories, books, whatever. They send someone back. They supposedly change the past or whatever, and then the people that are in the future are waiting around to see if what they've done in the past will change... Something in the future. Yeah. In my thinking, shouldn't the, the theory be if you change something in the past, therefore, it's already changed in your mind, so you already see it as normal? Because it happened. So you're not waiting to see something change because you grew up Correct in the past years that y- yeah. you've lived, so you would have seen the change. like. I don't get where...
2: Yeah, if you go back and kill Hitler, you're the only one that's going to know that you killed Hitler because everybody else grew up with Hitler being killed. Hitler being
0: killed. Yeah. Unless you're exploring that you've created a different branch in a timeline. True. This book poses that they are too close to like a nexus of change, like this cave is some sort of like mystical point mm-hmm. wherein they need to move away from it in order to... Uh-huh. It like Like,
2: maintains a timeline around it. It like maintains a
0: timeline around it and then you can come back and revisit it later and it maybe has like reset itself.
1: Okay. I am very interested in this book and
2: the series and where it goes. I'm interested to see if they do in fact make America great again. (laughs) (laughs) By getting rid of Whitey. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) First things first, Whitey has got to go. Uh, anything else? No, that's it from me. Um I read Hell to Pay by Charles Charles Soul.
2: Is that by uh, is that about an evil hairpiece?
1: No, close. It is about uh hell is real and it's fueled by commerce. <laughs> okay, great. And the crux of it is is like There is commerce in hell, and they barter and sell things off of damned souls, Uh and they monetize the damned soul into like these demonic coins, and these demonic coins, you can use them to like, you uh to obtain the bidding of one demon for a certain scenario. Uh Let's say like I have a coin, I use it because I want to, you know, become unbelievably wealthy. I exchange the coin to hell. The demon comes and helps me. Yada yada yada. There is a uprising in hell, and the someone a damned soul escapes with six hundred and sixty six of these coins uh-huh. and is like causing havoc here on Earth with them. Okay, and so this elite group is trying to collect all the coins again to undo all the uh, shenanigans that these demon coins are causing, and then it just goes from there. Cool. So we'll be following uh, the team. Um, they recently found out that they thought they collected all the coins, and then they found more. So, shenanigans are ensuing. I, you know, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll keep up on it. Charles Soule really kind of dragged me into the book of like, he's been a general hit maker for books. Yeah. So I thought I'd give
2: it a shot. It sounds like uh, something he would really succeed at because he was he was a lawyer before he was a comic writer. If you guys didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he, that's
0: why he wrote Daredevil for a little
2: bit. Yeah. Well, and uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. And right. he, he was the legal consultant on the She-Hulk TV show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's very funny. cool. Yeah. So it sounds like that's something he would really have a mind for. Yeah. It's a, it
1: is it is very like... um
2: Procedural? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh The other book I read was Behold Behemoth, which is out on... Well, Image? No. Anyway, it... It came out this week. It is by the same it's uh, one of the creative team members of uh, House of Slaughter. And so it's like kind of trippy, alien, not alien uh, demon, otherworld uh, story. The artwork is in it, is incredible in it. Um, it really hooked me from the beginning because like you're given pieces of the story randomly throughout uh, the book. And some of it is set in the future and some of it is set in the past. And so you're kind of like trying to piece together where you're at in the story and what information you're getting from certain time periods. And uh, I'm just – I I was instantly hooked and I kind of want to read the whole thing right now. And so now I have to wait yeah. another few weeks for the next issue to come out. And I'm fucking bummed about it. So Behold Behemoth was good. Hell to pay. Not bad.
0: All right. <laughs> Those were
1: my books of the week.
0: Were Del Daria or something? Does that name sound familiar? He he does the art on House of Slaughter. Is that the person who was working no, on No, so the a different person.
1: No, it is um sorry, it's Tate Bromble uh-huh. and um Nick Ropels. Okay. And Ropels did the art and it is fucking crazy. Okay. And um Tate did the story and it is it's very very good. It's um like some possessed otherworldly shenanigans. Right on. Yeah a lot of demon shit this week apparently. Yeah,
2: apparently. I don't have any demon stuff. Yeah, um fuck. I have to say I I just finished issue 4, well issue 3 and 4 cuz I'm that behind, but issue 3 and 4 of Brisson's Predator run and it is so good. Yeah. I mean, next to Prey, the movie that just came out on Hulu, like mm-hmm. this is some top-tier Predator content. Uh if you're not reading it, you you need to be.
1: So, I've always been like kind of worrisome about getting into books like Aliens and Predator like books that are based off of movie franchises Yeah, typically haven't been you know that great or this been kind of an easy cash grab for people who are fans of the franchise but uh, I have been hearing great things about the Alien series right now on Marvel.
2: They just started Volume Two.
1: Yeah, and you're giving high praise to the Predator stuff, so maybe I need to get a trade of it and
2: see what it's all For about. For me, it's all who's writing it. Philip Kennedy Johnson is doing Alien. Yep. And Ed Brisson's doing Predator. Two I great mean, writers. Yeah. Ed Brisson rocks. Yeah. And and he this is a straight up action book. So <laughs> if if you're a fan of like his Wolverine stuff, this is right up your alley. Yeah. And it's I mean it's it's no holds barred. It's it's full force like I don't want to give anything away because like you just need to go read
1: it is predator on earth or are we on predator planet
2: neither oh
1: shit it's it's all my god (laughs) it's all in space when do you think Marvel is gonna say fuck it give the nerds what they want oh alien and predator
2: versus Marvel Universe Yeah, versus Galactic. I'm not. I'm not kidding. As soon as they were like, Marvel got the rights to Alien. I was like, Alien versus Predator versus Marvel. When? Like, yeah,
1: seriously. Give it to me. Either Frank Castle or like Deadpool. Like any of them. Just
2: all of them. They yeah. all have to team up to kill all the aliens and all the predators. Give it to me. Let me write it. Yeah. <laughs> Pinned by Vargas. Yeah. The end is gonna have a teaser for Marvel Universe versus Tremors.
1: Oh, <laughs> now that would be insane.
2: I'll write that too. Uh, the the other things that I have read, um, I read Tiger Division.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. So Tiger Division is like the South Korean team-up team. team. Yep. And there are some members from Age of Atlas yeah. on it. Yeah, it was a it was a huge book this week. People were like excited yeah. to get it. I think mostly because they think that a lot of first appearances are going to be there.
0: Oh, is that the case? I thought it was existing characters.
2: It's some of both. Okay. Um, I am hesitant to either endorse or denounce denounce this book. Oh, on one hand, it had a a big old lift because it's. Not to say they're B-level characters, but, like, I didn't know anybody in this book. Sure. Other than White Fox, and she's, like, the Nick Fury of the team. Mm-hmm. So she shows up in, like, the boardroom, right? <laughs> so you have to introduce all these characters, right. right? I also kind of don't know what their deal is. They're kind of thunderbolty, right? Where they're like, oh, we don't know how we interact with each other and we are hired or whatever to go on these missions, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so they're
1: like a hired gun team.
2: Kind of. I mean, they're like they seem to be government oriented. Okay. Some variety. But like, you know, it's not like the Avengers were like, "Oh, Galactus is in town. Let's all suit up and go." <laughs> Let's call White Tiger. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, "Oh, the government wants us to go and Sure, yeah. you know, save the boat or whatever." <laughs> so like, you know, the boat. <laughs> well, so to, to, again, Tiger Division, <laughs> Tiger Division, there's a boat in danger. Okay. That's what happens in issue one. Oh, okay. Spo- spoiler alert. There's a cruise ship that's crashing and Tiger Division has to stop it. Okay.
1: Uh, so like I'm guessing maybe Wave is on the team. I don't know who Wave is. She is like the Philippines new superhero that came out a few years ago. She can control water. Does anyone, does anyone control water? There is
2: a guy who controls water. Oh, she's a girl. Well, it's a it's a man. Okay. But, it, I mean, it it looks it looks good enough. The art's good. I don't know whether where this story's gonna go if yeah. they're gonna try and do something other than turning this into South Korea Avengers. Yeah, which is what I'd like to see. Sure, you know, set yourself aside. But, um, I don't know. Give it a shot. I'm always down for you know new Marvel number one. So
1: we talked about this on an episode about how Marvel does need to expand its superhero representation to other than just America. Oh, like
0: Well, especially 90% of the stories are in New York. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: seeing stuff happen in different parts of the world is actually very interesting to me and mm-hmm. seeing those uh, different superheroes from those different countries is kind of cool. They get cool character designs. So I applaud them for maybe trying something new. Definitely. And that's why I picked it up. So yeah, totally.
2: I'll, I'll probably keep on it. You know, whether I go past like the first arc will probably remain to be seen. Is that what your limit is? If if something doesn't grab me by like issue five or six and it we drop on, it, yeah, we're moving on to arc number two. I'm I'm out.
0: I like this manner of
1: collecting. See, this is this is fun for us now because not a lot of people know Andy's habits and mm-hmm. you know ways of comic booking, and so now we get to ask you the, the hard hitting questions
2: as uh, the listeners get to know you more. <laughs> Great. Uh, the other thing I have to mention the last book, Moon Knight Annual. Was baller. Oh, I
0: didn't read this.
2: Yeah. Well, so I'm Moon Knight fanboy, as anybody who knows me knows.
1: Okay. Is this like the first appearance of Blade's daughter
2: or something? Bloodline? No, that was Crypto Shadows had Bloodline in it. And I don't think it's technically her first appearance. I think she showed up in something because there was hype about her getting her own book, which she is now getting eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think they included her in Crypto Shadows as like a... Hey, we're going to be seeing more. Yeah, of this is yeah. somebody who still exists, yeah. you know, yeah. cool. teeing, teeing up the book. Uh, but no, Moon Knight Annual, number one, came out. It's Jed McKay. Nice. Um, it's a rematch of Jack Russell versus Moon Knight. Okay. The original Werewolf by Night yeah. versus Moon Knight. Okay. So uh, Jack Russell kidnaps um, Moon Knight's daughter, Diatrice, mm-hmm. and Marlene, his Former love interest shows up and it's like, "Hey, your daughter's kidnapped. Go rescue her. Go and get her. Go get her." <laughs> and he does. Um, I won't get in. There's a couple of of kind of interesting ties back to like, why does Moon Knight have a daughter? And like, because that was a storyline that a lot of people had problems with was like, Marlene showed up pregnant, mm-hmm. and then Bendis just didn't do anything with. <laughs> That information when he picked up the run, right, and it was kind of never mentioned until Max Landis <laughs> did his run, mm-hmm. and then dropped again when Jed McKay like picked it up again. Well, does she so, have any
1: like unique abilities, or is no. it just like she's just a lady? She's, she's like just like a legacy
2: kid. Like yeah, she's Miss Miss Night, and she's not. She's I'm, just a Marvel, <laughs> Marvel Moon Knight's daughter, Mo- Moon daughter, Moon girl. Nope, nope, can't
3: exists. be Moon girl. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But anyway, really painted themselves in a corner with that one. <laughs> yeah, if if you're interested in Moon Knight at all, go pick up this annual. You know, it's five bucks. Yeah, uh, it's a self-contained story, um, and then maybe hop on Jed McKay's ongoing after this arc. Maybe up.
1: I don't know if you want to like it's you something know, you're into.
2: Maybe get Marvel to do so. Uh, it's an actual
1: two. so it's like an actual story because normally annuals are like either anthology things or like weird callbacks to.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's characters... That, this is in continuity with McKay's run. Mm-hmm. So the characters that are involved in the ongoing yeah. show up in the story, but it's not like you need to know who sh- Soldier or Renee are as characters, Reese, sorry, Reese are as characters in order to read this story.
1: Right. Do you think we'll be seeing more of Moon Knight's daughter?
2: I don't know. They left it up in the air. It, and again... They left
1: the daughter up in the air?
2: Well, she's on the ground, but...
1: <laughs> Moon Knight never saved us. Sorry, the stupid joke.
2: No, I don't know. I don't know if they will. Um, I th- I know a lot of people would like her to stay gone, but oh, God. <laughs> okay, that sentence took a
3: uh,
1: hard left. I mean, not <laughs> dead. What I thought it was not dead. No, no, just no, like no. Out of con.
3: You know,
2: uh.
1: the way you paced that out it was just like, oh, people want to stay. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, Spoke too soon.
2: I mean, I'm I'm all about legacy characters. So yeah, if they want to be a, a Moon Girl too, yeah. Who ends up being Moon Knight. Moon Gal. Moon Gal. Moon Moon Rook. Moon, moon yeah. Pawn. Yeah. Moon Bishop. I'm, I'm in. Odd.
0: It was a chess joke. It was, a
1: yeah. Checkmate. You got me.
0: What are you doing over there? I'm waiting for an eBay auction to finish. Which one is it? I'm looking at Strange Tales 180. Signed by Jim Starlin. And that is? First appearance of Gamora. Oh. Second appearance of Pip.
1: Well, stop the presses! Why'd you lead with didn't lead with Pip? Get
2: Patton to sign it. Yeah,
0: exactly right. I always think it's so funny when people have classic comics I signed by that. celebrities who like played the part for like one one I movie. Hate it. Yeah.
1: Who told us that someone had Hawkeye's first appearance signed, signed by, by Jeremy? Ritter. Jeremy Ritter. That's
0: Crazy. That is insane. That's like
1: chaotic evil. <laughs> that is like. Something beyond reasonable comprehension of why you would do that,
2: and the yeah. fact that Ranner signed it. I mean, I know he doesn't know, but yeah, he's like, "Ah, oh, cool, <laughs>
1: don't do it." Yeah,
0: if I was, I get more modern ones, more
1: like modern if, books if, signed by
0: the signed by the person who played them. Like, if you want the gal who played Jessica Jones to sign Alias Number One, uh, uh, I would. I don't. I don't uh, think that book is so cherishable. Alias. Number Alias one? Number One. Yeah. Dude. It's a high value book, but it's not like there are only so many copies in no, like mint condition. There's tons.
2: But just get Jessica Jones Volume Two, the one that they launched with the show. Get that signed. Yeah. Not number one. Because what if they recast
1: her and then you're just like, ugh, whoops. <laughs> Oopsie days. Not that you've done this. I don't know why I'm trying to
0: <laughs> She was in two what, two seasons and then a Defender's show. Yeah. She's put her stamp. uh, She's the original person to play the character. Sure. And again, still, classic comic, don't get me wrong, but it is modern, and it's it's abundantly available in a high grade. Okay. It's not so untouchable that you're like, this is a relic that should not be written upon.
1: Okay, so let's try this then. Modern comic, they haven't cast this person yet, but when they do, in your logic, it would be fine for this actor to sign this comic. First appearance of Miles Morales. Yeah.
0: Would you have that actor sign that book? Alias number one is worth like $100. First appearance of Miles Morales in Mint Condition is worth like $1,400. There's a difference.
2: Oh, is there? To me there is, yeah. To to your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay. Captain Marvel number one signed by Brie Larson. Which Captain Marvel number one? The Kelly Sue DeConnick run. I'm fine with that.
3: Ugh.
1: I'm actually fine with that one, too. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> now, no, no, no.
1: no. But if like, he was to say, yeah, she could sign like Avenging Spider-Man, Spider-Man eight, number nine. 9 or whatever, I'd be like, S- stop the fucking presses. Uh, yeah, I agree with this.
2: Okay. I don't. We're, I don't agree with anything. We're of learning other. a lot about each other. Don't the, have in, celebrities in these, sign in, your comic In these books. fucking death throngs what of sh- the
1: episode.
0: <laughs> what should I bid on this, Strange Tales? What's it at? It's at 143.
2: Oh, some idiot. Two hundred
0: and fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty? I don't know. I was like, that seems
1: high. Do one fifty. You're just guessing? Do one fifty, and if it goes above that, it's not meant to be yours. What's shipping? Is it free shipping? It is free shipping. Oh yeah. 150. See what happens. Live auction bidding here on First Issue Club.
2: This is a really good radio.
1: Do you have the highest bid? We're here live.
0: I'm waiting until the last second.
1: Oh, it's it's happening right now.
0: This is happening. How many seconds, and minutes? Th- Thirty. Thirty seconds left on this. Oh, yeah. folks,
1: this is like some high, stressful atmosphere. We are here in the studio. We have
0: Mike D. We're talking about bidding one 150, 155. Mike
1: D. With his with it's, his thumb on the button. I'm going to get beat speak. by like a hundred dollars, probably. As we <laughs> speak right now, we have reached maybe the twenty second mark. I'm thinking oh, we got seven seconds. So, so. I can. Okay. I always bid time at flies four. when you're having fun.
0: Confirm bid. And? I'm out bid. Uh, What'd it go for? I bid 155, and it is going for, we're spinning. Uh huh. I bid 160, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is fantastic. Sometimes this takes a long time. We should time.
1: end every episode with a.
0: I try to buy something. eBay. It's happened the last purchase, two weeks. It really has. Once on the Patreon. And it once really on speaks
1: them. to how we can keep your
0: attention towards uh-huh. the end of
1: these episodes if you're on eBay.
0: <laughs> no, these are things that I've watched and they just happen to end at <laughs> like the time we're recording.
2: Sure. It'll be more fun when we're trying to find things that are ending in 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and trying to bid on them.
0: <laughs> ending soonest. Wow, this is really spinning.
3: Yeah,
1: next week we'll have to give the update because right now it's dead air and vamping.
0: <laughs> oh, it sold for. Oh, so I bid one fifty five. Uh huh.
2: And it sold for one fifty six.
0: <laughs> it says it ended for one fifty five.
2: Oh, oh, well. did you
3: actually oh,
0: win? Oh, did they get in? So, on. One fifty five might have been the other person's max. Oh, so that's why you always go into the sense fifty five
1: fifty. Yeah, or yeah. seventy five. Anyway, folks, if you're still listening,
3: First
0: (laughs)
1: Issue Club, we have a Discord. We talk about a bunch of stuff over there. We are,
0: Yeah, I I should have gone for like 156. We are
1: really enraptured with Marvel Snap over there on the Discord. We're giving deck advice, card advice. Andy's showing off his funny comics over there. We got a Patreon where we do episodes, videos, whatever you want. We'll do it because you pay for it, and we are all about getting your money to do more comic book content. We have a website. That's cool. Twitter, maybe not for much longer, because Elon Musk is making that shit burn to the ground. Until next week, bag bagging boredom.
0: First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy and Greg lick Follow us on social media at First Issue Club, and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com firstissueclub.